This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David, and I'm happy to be joined as usual by Andy. You alright, Dave, mate? How are you? Very well. And Dean. Evening, chaps. How's it going? Yeah, it's another busy period in the championship for the Sky Blues chaps and uh, another frustrating week as we lost both fixtures against Forest and Watford, both away from home. Um, how are we feeling about this week's results? Myself, I'm a little bit down um, because I feel like we could have actually got something from both games. Um, and it's just a bit of a frustration, but it's just that hard reality check again that we're in the championship Dean yeah frustrating is the word isn't it I feel like we've probably we've come away with zero points this week where the reality is we could have came away with six off two good good teams in this division especially Watford um, and we've come away with absolutely nothing so yeah frustrating I do feel a little bit down in the dumps at the moment and I think this international break is probably coming at the right time not only for myself but for the team as well it's, it's time to regroup and, and reevaluate. yeah exactly and it seems that actually the international break will support in things like players that perhaps could have done a job in the last two fixtures uh, who have been missing Andy but how are mm. you feeling a bit like everyone uh, frustrated angry annoyed um combination of all those three really um like dean said i think that it could have been six four minimum points we should have had on the board and it's just very disappointing that we've come away with no points and more questions than answers shall we say yeah and without further ado let's let's get cracking with the review of the first fixture um of course we played nottingham forest on wednesday evening away from home and lost with the last kick of the game andy what did the stats look like and did it look one-sided or no they were we were in the game weren't we yeah we were especially second half first half was poor bias but second half was decent and uh we had similar possession 49 possession in our favor uh for us, uh, we had 15 shots compared to their 15, so again, similar. Um, 440 attempted passes compared to 463 on, in their favour. Uh, however, defensively, we won 63 duels compared to their 57, and we won 16 tackles compared to their 10. So it was a committed, better performance, especially second half. First half was poor. I don't think it was particularly good at all, but second half, we should have easily took the three points away from the city ground. Yeah, and and before even before the goal, um, looking back at some of the key points of the game, there was a bit of a warning um, 
and it was a, a header from the corner actually and we, we've struggled a little bit from set pieces already this season haven't we Dean? Yes that zonal marking isn't it we've we've mentioned it two three four times this season and we just we, we, we just don't know how to do it properly and I, I I honestly don't believe in the zonal marking system personally anyway I think if you can outbattle your man then then you'll win the ball obviously um the zonal zonal marking system gives the opposition team so much room to move on to the ball um, we're no slouches in the air either are we I mean McFadden is has always been strong in the air Ostergaard it, both attacking and defensive leaps like a salmon. So it, it's it's an odd one. What, why do you think Robbins has opted for that zonal? I, I think he, he thinks because we've got quite a tall defensive unit, we should be able to deal with anything that comes in the box. But it's it's not the case. Um, we we just seem slow and lethargic when we when we we, we defend a corner. It's it's not great. Um, and we've had so many warning signs. I mean, from straight from the Bristol game. We had warning signs. Um, I mean, we utilised it last year as well. I don't think it particularly worked well for us last year. There was a few chances given away. Uh, so I think that's something they've got to look at during this break and see what we can do to, to alter it. Um, other than, you know, going man for man, there's not much else we can do, but I hope it's something they take on board. Yeah, and it, it's just... It, it, the, the goal that came in, in the Forest game, they, they didn't make a pretty good start at all to the to the game. And I thought we were quite sprightly and I felt that we were actually in control at times. It was a bit scrappy uh, and no one could really put lots of passes together. But you could see in the first half why Forest were perhaps down there, Andy. Yeah, they didn't start very well at all. Um, we had Chris on, the Nottingham Forest fan, and he alluded to that, that they were in poor form. And, and the first half showing showed that. And uh, so I was quite surprised when they, when they took the lead. Yeah, and it, it sort of ping-ponged around, didn't it, the, the box? Do you yeah. think there was, there was something that more that could have been done about that goal? I mean, yeah. there, was, there was a couple of players probably out of position. Um, it looked like didn't play the offside trap obviously but we were all appealing for for offside yeah. and and um i think it was rose that that kept the, the man on mm. yeah it was a long ball into the box and like you said it, it ping-ponged around and it just fell to the man mckenna and he put it in the net he, he was in acres of space wasn't he no one was around him and and he put it in the empty net it, it, it was not particularly con- good convicted defending was it it wasn't it needed to be better needed to be truer to be honest and get the ball out of the box and I don't know why he was in so much space to be honest with you again poor defending by the Sky Blues in my opinion is that school schoolyard defending all running mm. towards the ball See, yeah it did seem that everyone saw the ball the other thing that I noticed yeah. watching back on the highlights was that Giles was I think he is used as a player that is like the out you know the, the attacker um, perhaps because of his pace, um, that he was left on the box. But his man, you know, the, his man, well, if it was his man, but a Forest player came straight past him. And that's what, what the first ricochet when the shot came in. Um, I just think, could he have been a bit tighter or seen the man, you know, running from behind him? It was just, uh, I know we need that get out ball from corners and, and that's what Giles is there to do. But I just felt that we weren't sharp enough. Again, we were second to that, the ball I mean we look at you can look at highlights and pick out faults all the time can't you watching it over and over again but at the end of the day we've got to clear our lines it's as simple as that and mm. we haven't had much luck this so far this season and, and once again it's it's sort of bit us on the arse uh, with, the, with the cannon double cannon back off into back into the mixer and you know you know they're going to finish that it's simple as that he's, he's on his own in the just outside the six yard box but yeah we've talked about luck quite a lot this year but end of the day, you're the makers of your own destiny at times um, and we've got to make our own look at some point this year. Yeah, and a player that's come back into the fold is Max Biamu uh, for Mark Robbins. He he hit the post, um, Andy, and it was it was actually really unlucky. The ball was played through to him and it was a instinctive shot on his, his left, you know, from his left foot. Yeah, I thought it was a decent effort. You know, when I, when I was watching the game, I thought it was a decent effort and it was unlucky that he came off the post. It was a... But then I was looking at Twitter and then a lot of the supporters saying it was a guilt-head chance and he's got a score there. Well, I think it's a little bit diff- more difficult than that. Tight, um, tight angle, it was though, a tight isn't it? On his, on his yeah, wrong absolutely. foot, he's not left-footed, is he? No, he's not. And it was a good effort by Max. And he's been getting a lot of criticism by the Sky Blue Army recently saying, is he up to the task? And let's be honest, 
whatever you think about Max, since he's come back in a team, whatever you think about him, we look more likely to score more goals. So Yeah, I think I what think... I say to the Sky Blue Army there is that He's a player that's only just come back into the fold. Yeah. Everyone else he's, he's has rusty, 10, isn't he, Dave? He's rusty, Everyone else has had ten yeah. games to get, mm. you know, up to speed, up to level. Giles, as you know, he's started nearly every game, hasn't he? Yeah. As opposed to Max, that's only just literally come. You know, he's training, of course, mm. but he's mm. not. You know, he's not played much Championship football, and of course, he's come into the side now, and that's mainly because of injuries to to other players. But mm. oh, I think he's done a good job, and I, I think that it's very difficult to come from League One curtailed league months and months ago to his first competitive proper football outside of under 23s um, you know I know that he played in the, the cup game but against mm. championship opposition he's, he's, he's got, got to have some more time to find his feet hasn't he? Yeah absolutely and the question you have to ask yourself is do we look more likely to score when he's in the team and have we scored more goals when he's in the team and the answer is yes yeah, it's very fickle, isn't it? Everyone just looks at the stats. Oh, he hasn't scored. But I mean, what does he do exactly. at the top end of the pitch for everybody else? And we look so much better with an extra person there for we Gordon, do. for Walker. Um, yeah. And we've just looked more of a threat up that top end of the pitch. Given not just D, he's not he, scoring. Looks, he looks a bit out of his depth at times, doesn't he, with his touch and his, mm. his perhaps his, his pace, for me anyway. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, I don't want to put any words onto people's mouths. But at the same time, you can't fault that effort. Like you said, he puts himself about a bit at the top of the park and he's making things happen, isn't he? There's a lot of players at the top end of the pitch who haven't got much of a touch, Dave. You know, like, <laughs> and uh, I've made careers out of it, you know. I think of the likes of like Andy Carroll, for instance, horrific yeah. touch, horrific, yeah. but scores goals yeah. and does a lot for the team. You know, uh, I'm not saying Max Biam is in the same mould as £30 million Andy Carroll, obviously, but, you know, going off your point of he doesn't have much of a touch. OK, potentially not, but what he does for everybody else um, is incredible. You know, the movement, his actual his actual movement on the on the pitch is is great because it it allows Godden or Walker to to get more into the game and and to do what they do Ooh. best. Yeah. Um, but th- I mean, the chance it was a, it was a really good chance. It's the first time we sort of broke as a team, wasn't it? Yeah. And we all went the the whole of the the attacking sort of side of our team went up the pitch together, and we we broke at a really nice pace. And it was a great ball by Hamer as well. So you know that that was a good sign at that point mm. of the game. I think if you look at Biamu. Since he's come in this team, we've scored what seven goals in three games. Yeah, answers your story, doesn't it? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, of course. And so we did get actually off, get, then... get off his back, Sky Blue Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, sorry, go on. go on, Dean. No, no, carry on. I was just saying, and and that that sort of seemed to, you know, um, spur the Sky Blues on, and um, we did get level for a really well worked team goal. Um, what impressed you the most about this, Dean? I think the first pass from McFad seems like Perlow, wasn't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> Absolute ping out to the air, to the right-hand side. And McCallum does really well. He sort of feints to go down the line and, and the, the midfielder or left-back, I'm not sure it was, just, just bought the dummy completely. Yeah. Um, and a great whip into the box. And O'Hare, he's always on the move, O'Hare, which, I like, which is what I like about him most. Um, and a brilliant glancing header. Fantastically yeah, I think they were expecting goal. to go back post, weren't they? Yeah, because he continued at, his run. You look at the two central defenders, they sort of go back towards, I think it was Biami, potentially the, uh, the sort of the back stick and they, they're sort of, you know, magnetised towards him because obviously being the big fella and nobody yeah. clocks the run of of, uh, of Callum O'Hare. And a great goal, brilliant goal. Andy, anything to anything to add with that? Yeah, like uh, Dean said, the McFadden's ball was absolutely tremendous, wasn't it? Um, it was a great ball out. Um, and then McCallum's whip was brilliant. And um, I quite like McCallum's celebration after the after after the goal. Now he just walked off. Just yeah, I noticed just, that. Just basically thought, yeah, that's me. That's what I, I do. Off to the, yeah, that's what I do. And then walked off to the uh, back to the left back, uh, the right back spot. So yeah, that was that was good confidence by McCallum. I like that. And. Yeah, great goal by O'Hare. He was on the move and, you know, not renowned for his heading, but it was a good header in the back of the net, wasn't it? And uh, I liked his knee. I always like a knee slide celebration and uh, even better when the fans aren't there and you can hear him go, whoa. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you did, didn't he? He literally screamed joy, maybe relief, perhaps, because <laughs> yeah. um, he's he's been struggling to find his feet. I I think a little bit at times, and mm. and obviously he's been brought in at the expectation of adding to the goals tally of of the Sky Blues, and of course he he, he was very happy to have to got that. And like we say, a brilliant, well worked team goal, and McCallum again proving that he's you know pure championship class um we dominated the second half andy and and had a few more chances uh, to snatch a late winner yeah we did um Biamu had a header and then obviously ostergaard had a header as well which was saying i think callum o'hare came went through as well which was just went past across the box didn't he um as well so yeah we we were really really on top and um we just needed to be a bit more clinical to get the three points that's been yeah. our problem, isn't it? How many chances yeah. are we creating this year and we just don't finish it off? Uh, I, th- I would go as far to say we've probably created more chances in the last three, four games this, mm. this year than, than the rest of the, them combined, just yeah. because of how free-flowing we are with that second person up, up the top end of the pitch. Yeah, it's definitely but, opened out. It's definitely opened up the pitch more for the midfield, I think, to get involved as well now. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah. at the end of the day, you, you don't score, you don't, you don't, you don't win matches. It's as simple as that. You know, we're we're the makers of our own downfall in that way. Um, we we're creating, but you know, just not tucking them in, and that's that's our our main issue. And I'm sure if if we had tucked them in, we wouldn't be in the position we are we yeah. are now for not exactly. just this game, but you know, I'm I'm thinking two, three other games as well where we we had opportunities, the likes of Middlesbrough, the likes of Barnsley, where you know. We could be in a completely different position, but here we are in, in the doldrums, as it seems. Yeah, exactly. We've just sung the praises, obviously, of, of Biamu since he's come back in the team. He had a header um, a bit late on, Dean. Do you, do you think he should have done better here? Yeah, a great ball into box on that free kick on the right side. I'm not sure who, who whipped it in, but yeah, um, for me, that's pretty much a free header. He's only got to direct it into one of the corners and it's, and it's a simple goal, but, you know... That, what can you say? It, it just sort of goes to show it's the old Coventry City away, you know, how many chances we create and we just don't put them away. You know, we, yeah. But it's, it's like a broken record, isn't it? You know, it is. not, and it, it feels to me it's like we've smashed to smithereens. Don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, that, it's been played that much. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not going our way, obviously at the moment. And you know, the, the sucker punch, obviously at the, at the end. Yeah. Andy, just before we move on to that, and I'm sure you'll both have thoughts on, on the penalty decision, but Ostergaard peeled off at the sort of back post, didn't he? Mm. And, and he had a, a header. He, he seemed to have done everything right. Yeah, apart from score, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. he did. He got himself in a great position um, on, the back, on the back post and he, he put it across the keeper, which you always teach people to to do with a header across the box. And yeah, it was it was a decent save. Needed to be a bit more further in the corner, and the keeper wouldn't have had a prayer, would he? But um, it was a decent chance. But again, needs to be a bit more clinical. If I'm being extra harsh, um, and he, he's going to get one this season. He's though, still he? looking for his first goal, isn't he? he? Will yeah, he will. He's a good he's a good defender, and he's dangerous from set pieces, and he he will notch soon, hopefully. Yeah, and then McFadden from spraying World Cup willies across the uh, the pitch. <laughs> Um, on to the penalty decision, Dean. Like, it, it's just, it's one of those, isn't it, where we've really, we, we played that game and it felt to me that we'd be really disappointed with a draw. We were really pushing, but you thought that, you know, they've given everything. They've, you know, we just mentioned Ostigar, we mentioned Biamu, we were throwing the kitchen sink at it. Nottingham Forest looked like they were wavering um, and it looked like three points were there for the taking and we may just have to settle for, for the one. Um, but a, a bad pass initially by Biamu, of course, which put us on the back foot. And then McFadden has, you know, brought down Lyle Taylor, who, who of course, made a bit of a meal of it. He seemed to me going away from the goal. Um, um, I, I mentioned on Twitter that we seem to have enough players back uh, covering. Was it a needless penalty? Do you, is, it, is there anything that McFadden, you know, I'd, I'd heard a lot. You know, we did the live, didn't we? And straight after, there was a lot of concern about BMU's back pass and it, and it was his fault really but do you think from there there was still a lot of things that could have happened to have stopped yeah that pass happens at the, at the, their end of the pitch so you know we've still got another half of the pitch and a lot of stuff happens in that half mm. of the pitch to to stop that that penalty from even 
happening. Uh, but it's daft from McFadzine, no doubt about it. But in the heat of the moment, he's always going to attempt to challenge there. Mm. Um, I'm trying to go back though, Dean. I'm thinking it's you know it's not the first time now, is it? Not. I don't mean last season, Rotherham. I mean <laughs> this season. Was it QPR? Peterborough, Peter, Peterborough last season? Is yeah. It, he, is it, was it QPR this season? I'm, I'm... Yeah, QPR. Yeah. 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 He makes he makes rash decisions. Almost a carbon copy, you know, carbon copy, isn't it? Because he's got no pace. Yeah, he gets caught out, and you think really his experience should give him that extra two or three yards of pace, Mm -hmm. you know? But he 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 just seems out of sorts a little bit um, at at the moment for me. Um, As you say though, Dean, heat in the moment, I I understand, and, and people make decisions. But you did then just touch on his experience and. He must know that Lyle Taylor's left, right-footed. Yeah, but um, 96 minutes, Dave, you're blowing out your arsehole. You know, it's, it's yeah. difficult to, to sort of, you know, still be at the, at the top end of your game. You know, just it's just... It's For me, though, 96... Yeah, I Tired legs. I, yeah, well, why, is he leave, why, why is he leaving that much space in behind? Well, well because, because we're, we're attacking, attack, weren't we? Weren't we? Yeah, yeah, well, you've got to we need had, more experience. We were pushing it, weren't we? We had a bit of a warning sign just before, um, but we were pushing. We're obviously clearly re- we felt that we agreed with one point away from home at Forest and was pushing for the for the full you know full free and and we've been you know caught out obviously once that back pass we're all backpedalling. I just think it's I, I just think again it to me feels like communication. I just feel that if he gets a shout there, you know, stand him up, stand him up, left footed going nowhere, going away from goal. He only needed a touch and he, and he went down. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, Morosi showed, of, of course, Dean, that he was unhappy with, the, with, with Lyle Taylor. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the decision he's made is, is poor. I mean, I'm just watching it again now. And he, we've obviously got plenty of men back to, to stop that chance from, you know, potentially even happening. So but, is there talk? You know, is he uh, like just? You know, we've all played he, probably poor levels of football, but the chat. You speak for yourself. Right? <laughs> speak for yourself, Dave. <laughs> Compared to the championship, that's I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, and you mean so, team, you mean the Coventry in District Sunday Sunday League under four thirteens are not the championship level? Is this what we're doing? Are we going to get it out and start measuring? <laughs> well, well, it well, depends where you're going to start measuring, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I know Andy has, has, has played a, a, a decent level of football, and, and, and Dean, I, I'm not I'm not sure of your uh, exploits on the on the the grassroots. But what I'm saying is, any standard of football, I'd have expected people to be screaming there, stand up, stand Ooh. up, don't dive in, don't do anything rash, and and yet we have. And I know tired legs, but I just there must have been people shouting to say that. We're, we're covering. We're behind. There was not a Forest player in sight, other than other than Lyle Taylor. There has been a few mishaps in communication between this year. You know, people getting in each other's way. So you know, maybe the communication isn't up to scratch at the moment between them. Um, I mean, that you might have a good point there, but you know, still, <laughs> don't don't make the challenge. Really, you know, it's the yeah. end of the day, don't make the challenge. But you know, we there's so there's so many different intricacies on. on this this period of play, we could be here for hours talking about it. You know, mm. should the pass have gone into the middle of park? No, of course you know, not. Should should Michael Rose been that far up the pitch on the right hand side to not give him a pass? Uh, I don't know who the other was. It Ostergaard was in the pass was originally too. Was he too far back? You know, there's so many little intricacies that we could we could look back on. Yeah, I mean, it should have gone right back, shouldn't it? Play the yeah, way or Chief was in the middle of the park on his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know that they're they're the small. The small things that are going to cost us, aren't they? Um, come the end of the season, well, let's hope they don't cost us. But um, let's hope we don't look back on this kind of decision and think, "Oh God, that's that was our downfall." Yeah, and uh, there wasn't a cooler man on the pitch, was there, Andy? Than Lyle Taylor. You'd love to have a, a striker, I think, like that. That just—he's <sighs> very arrogant, isn't he? But with yeah. it, he's obviously got some some quality. And to do that in the 96th minute, last kick of the you know the, the game. Wasn't even in the game there, was he? No, but, but just coming back before we talk about um, Lyle Taylor, is that... Well, we don't think, have to talk about it. No, honest. we'll talk about him because <laughs> no, we can talk about him. Uh, but just I don't understand why Fads just doesn't 
stand him up and let him shoot. Why is he? Why is he making a challenge in the box? It is a pace thing, isn't it? It is a pace yeah, but why thing. He's, he he's just worried he's going to shoot, but what what we've, why we've don't, said is... You trust your goalkeeper to save it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Left-footed. Like, you just know Michael, that he, Michael you know Rose, he's not left-footed. Michael Rose did exactly the same thing for Blackburn's penalty. Trust your keeper to make a save. Don't understand it. Really poor by fads. But going back to um, Lyle Taylor, yeah, he took it, he took it away. Beautifully, didn't he? And he was always going to score. He was never going to miss. No. And um, he had a few choice words with Morosi as well, didn't he? After, yeah. the, after the penalty spot, which is yeah. always happens between keeper and striker, as I can tell you. But uh, he won the day, and they, you know he's laughing. He's laughing all the way down the Trent, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, moving on though to before we go to the Watford game, it, who stuck out for you, Dean, in this fixture, and who would have been your sort of star man? Uh, Callum O'Hare for me, yeah, he was just everything that was good about Cov going forward was was pretty much through him. So, yeah, I I think it was one of his better games this year, um, and he seems to come into his own a little bit more. Now he's dropped back into the middle of the park, and he's got that link between the the, the midfield and and the and the forward. So, I'm going to go for him, Andy. Um, I'm going to go for McCallum. I thought he played really well, considering he played out of position on the right-hand side. Um, I thought he had a really good game and um, his assist was fantastic for O'Hare. Um, his celebration afterwards was fantastic and his general play was fantastic. So, McCallum for me. He was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree as well. I think I think he's been a breath of fresh air since he's come into the fold and I think he gives us a, a mm-hmm. attacking outlook, you know, going forward with such pace. But you don't feel, I don't feel as worried um, with him at the back as well. How mad, yeah. how mad is it looking back now? We were all questioning the decision to bring him in, and why yeah. why did we bring him in? Um, and it's just it's just I'm sure I we were it's questioning worked. it. I think we just felt that there was other areas that could have been improved. Um, yeah, uh, it's just worked out well that he's 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 taken to life at the, in the right back position. Um, we're going to need him, Dean, because Dabo doesn't. He's had another operation, hasn't he? So he's looking. Yeah. He's struggling. He, he, he's seasoned, isn't it? That is, I think, mm. and then. Not, not in any way. It might not be a season, you know, um, season defining that, more. Yeah, than... or I mean, it might not go on for the duration of the season. But I yeah, think he's going to yeah. find it hard to get back up to match fitness and also get these two chaps out out the side, or or one of them. You know, with Giles yeah. obviously playing left, I think he's he's really up against it. But I'm sure he'll he'll come back stronger and um, and better for it. But it's it is a big shame and a, a big loss. Yeah, because he played well against Reading, didn't he? Um, dabs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a real shame. And obviously he was our star player last year. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can we can uh, get him back sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, McCallum's more than good enough to fill in at right back as he's shown. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Most recently, the Sky Blues slipped to defeat again, at this time at the hands of Watford. And it was another late penalty, but... What did the stats say about the game, Andy? Yeah, again, they were pretty similar to um, the Forest stats, quite similar between both teams. Uh, We had 48% possession. We had 13 shots compared to their 12, which, again, is a decent amount of shots, again, and and showing how much better we're doing compared to, like, three against Middlesbrough. (laughs) So we're doing a lot better in that side of things regarding stats uh, for shots. Um, 468 attempted passes compared to 512 for them and we 47 duels won uh, compared to their 49 so you know quite even really Dave yeah exactly and it it, it certainly seemed an even game for majority of it some forced changes by Mark Robbins Um, we talked much about the two up top and that continued but it was Biamu and Walker and McFadden dropped to the bench. What did you make of the changes Robbins made, Dean? Yeah, I mean, we were all questioning whether Walker, because we heard that he's going to be injured, right? So mm. um, it was a, a nice surprise to see him in the in the lineup an hour before kickoff. So that that made um, that made things a little bit easier for us, I thought, because I don't I, I don't think he would have gone with Bakayoko and Biamu together. It just—I don't think that as a partnership that wouldn't work. 
Do you think yeah. he'd go back to one up top? If he he would have probably gone to one up top, yeah, and kept Biyamu in with maybe Jamie Allen and, and O'Hare playing off him. Back to back to sort of the old school way of playing. And having two shots on goal. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we would have been overrunning <laughs> in no man's land between the midfield <laughs> and the strikers. Yeah, because yeah, um, £15 million Kapuwe and £10 million Cleverly and potential... Um, in, in Ghana to, to be a world superstar as well overrunning our midfield so but it was good to see Walker there um, Hyam was always going to come back in I think he's been outstanding so far this year uh, great to see him with the armband as well potential future club captain uh, yeah. when, once Liam Liam Kelly sort of uh, vacates the position uh, so yeah I was, I was quite excited with the team we put out uh, I was happy with it but one thing that sticks out to me is that is that bench now. You know, mm-hmm. losing like Dabo and and No Godden, um, the bench looks a little bit um, lightweight for me. Um, yeah. Not it's a, bit, it's a bit void of quality. We'll come on to it uh, obviously at the end of the Watford, but it, it, hopefully there's some time for that to repair. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the the, the Godden injury. Does anyone know what torn that tendon? Is? Torn tendon. So Robin said he hopes him to be back for after the international break. Yeah, I doubt he'll be back for Birmingham because attendance should be about three weeks. So yeah. it'll be the it'll be the week after I suspect. But yeah. if 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 we can get walking cotton wool um and Biamu, there was really, really encouraging signs from from the uh, from the game that they sort of st- st- struck up a partnership. So yeah, um I'm quite happy with with those two. So we just need to keep them injury free for now. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Dr. Atkinson. Three You're weeks welcome. for Godden and hopefully um, Shipley as well could come back into the fold. You've got Biamu that you mentioned there and um, he had a great chance, a bit like Wednesday night, Andy. Does he need to start putting these away? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one criticism about Biamu is, is his finishing ability. Um, he doesn't unless seem it's a to, worldie. Yeah, unless it's a bicycle kick yeah, or a worldie. Yeah. He needs to add that side to his game, um, definitely. But I still like the other side of his games, which, you know, but he, he is a striker and he, he, he should have scored that. But I just want to talk about Giles on this because I thought his delivery into the box for that was absolutely amazing and he him going forward is a real plus for us he's yeah. great going forward and, and Max he, done well to get in front of his man as well didn't he yeah he did he did and the, the only thing missing was the uh, the ball ripple in the net wasn't it and yeah. uh, I suppose the only the, argument you could have is that he was quite near the corner of the six yard box there you know so he was more he wasn't central goal yeah. He was more to the left, but like you say, six yards. He's only got to make decent yeah. contact on target, isn't he? And that's straight through, uh, definitely from what we saw, straight through yeah, Ben he, Foster. He, yeah, straight through Ben Foster so he could put it on his YouTube channel. That'd be nice. It would have been nice. Um, but no, um, yeah, 100% he should have scored, but the ball from Giles was delicious. Yeah. We went in, obviously, um, all even in half-time, Dean, and... Uh, You'd have to say that Robbins would be pleased with the first half performance. I think we were all over the moon, really. You know, we we weren't um, making a, a show of ourselves for for sure, um, and for all of Watford's threats. You know, we've talked about it for for weeks. Potentially, we didn't look our place at all in that in that game. Um, mm. It was a bit scrappy, wasn't it, at times? But we had a good, few good chances. They had a couple of chances. Um, you know, we kept the ball pretty well. I thought in that first half. Uh, there was times the decision making was a little bit uh, skew if I would say, but overall I was very pleased um, and pretty excited with what we could do in the second half if we were going if we were going to push on. Yeah, and Watford's Sema, uh, Sema, uh, um, he was a handful all game and and he did actually help break the deadlock. He got to the byline, crossed low, and the ball was bundled home by Gray. Any arguments with the defensive positioning or defensive play with that one, Andy? No, apart from it was dreadful. It was awful. Mm. Straight from one ball to the left-hand side. McCallum was totally out of position. Um, Samer got in behind him. And he squared it. Ostergaard is in some kind of weird position and 
almost tangled in his feet, didn't he? Yeah, it almost bundled, could have just cleared it. It was just, I don't think his position was bad. I just think, I think he just just got it caught totally under his feet and it it just rolled in off grey into the net. It was a real mess and terrible, terrible schoolboy defending. And the stats don't lie. Um, The amount of goals we've conceded, 23 goals in 11 games, that's two goals a game. It's just appalling. It's worrying that. And, really and worrying. if we don't sort that out, we're going to go down. Mm. Because we, we, one we're not thing scoring we said, loads, we... are we, buckets at the other end? Whereas there was there was times last season that, don't get me wrong, we won one and two nil. But even if mm. they scored three, you thought we'd score four, didn't you? Um, yeah, it's not going to happen in the championship, game, is it? Yeah. yeah, you're right there, Dave. It's not going to happen in the championship, is it, Dave? If you concede in two a game, you're going to go down. So we need to sort that out quickly. It's it's contrast to last year. I mentioned it on the live yesterday. A complete stark contrast. I mean, we built last season on a solid defensive base. You know, we didn't concede that many goals. In all honesty, um, so you know that seems to be completely thrown out the window. Now, is that because it's a, a different golfing class? Can we not deal with the pace of how teams attack us? Uh, there's question marks there, obviously. So you know, we, Did- we have to we have to sort that. Did you hear Robbins' comments after the game, Dean? No, I haven't listened he, to anything. He, well, he went absolutely... He was very scathing about the defence. And uh, he uh, he basically says that he, he wants warriors. He wants people that put their bodies on the line. He wants more aggression. He's saying uh, a lot of it is just soft, soft marking. He obviously listened uh, to uh, me on the podcast last week. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he, did, he listens to you, then he comes on CWR. Yeah, you know that thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, he he was scathing, and he's he's not happy at all with the defence. So, which is a good thing because at least he's, at least he can see the problem. And he's got a full, like he's fully right to be in that mood because absolutely. it's 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 awful. If I'm honest, really really bad. Um, and. We need to change that sharpish. We said in the pre-season pod, and we have to. The, the only re, the only way we stay up is if we score a boatload of goals, which potentially isn't going to happen, or we're solid at the back. And at yeah. the moment, we're we're neither or, are we? No, no. And you've got to you've got to make you've got to make it difficult to be beat, haven't you? As well, and yeah. the ways that we're conceding are, you know, giving away penalties, yeah. um, perhaps you know, quite laps defending, and and from set pieces definitely it, it, you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot which I know we've said quite a lot of times the the game at Watford of course then started raining goals um, and annoyingly actually Andy um, and, and Dean as well annoyingly we are coming back aren't we into to games so much obviously yeah. because most of the time we're going down <laughs> so it, it, you know we've got great stats at coming back into games and uh, from behind but at the end of the day if you're going to concede go- as many as goals as we have that's going to be your case all the time but um, a bizarre sort of slash incredible headed finish Dean by Amer yeah I mean bizarre is the word isn't it I mean he originally takes this free kick as well which is in an he they makes do that tell dart. you to follow your past, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not sure I completely follow it directly into the box, but yeah, fantastic. I mean, the awareness he's got there, it just shows how talented he is. His match awareness and game awareness is is sublime. Uh, yeah. To see Foster coming off his line um, and to head that ball back with such venom, and you know, technically so good as well. Just it's like I don't know. It's like he hits it, heads it hard, but also cushions it at the same time. Yeah. Um, to loop in, it's fantastic. I mean, the, technically, and it's, he knew it's just it was sublime, him, didn't he? As soon as it left, his yeah, head, yeah, like, he was already he running. Knew. He was already running to to celebrate. Wasn't I think he? Had, I think he had his arm up in the old Shearer pose <laughs> as he edited it. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously watched the Premiership years. So um, yeah, I mean, a brilliant goal, and that I think that sort of lifted the confidence of the team. Yeah, as well. And mm-hmm. if if you if you watch back at the highlights, just listen to the roar from our yeah. bench. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's like a yeah. crowd was there. Yeah, it's so it shows the togetherness is there. I think that was just ADV Vash. It probably was, yeah. Or trying to get him to try and calm um, Robbins down. Like <laughs> it sounds he, like he likes a show to. for a cone, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when you've been on the piss on the night out, AD's <laughs> just natural voice is that loud. Yeah, as long as it's not a dunce cone. Yeah, exactly. stick those on a few of them at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's yeah a brilliant goal. Um, so yeah, well deserved. 
And you know, I don't. We did definitely didn't deserve to be one 0 down. That's no. for sure. No. Um. So it was great to see us get that goal, and we reacted quite quickly to the goal, and then we reacted even quicker to to take the lead. Obviously. Yeah. Great link up play for the for the second goal. Biamu and Walker, an instinctive finish as well, Andy, by, by Walker. Yeah, top-class finish. Um, and that's what we, we've been looking for from him. Um, and uh, good ball by Hamer, again, from the start, upfield. And then Biamu does, does what he does best. He holds the ball up and then played played him played uh, Walker in nicely with a header. And uh, the finish first time was brilliant, wasn't it? Full of confidence. That didn't look like a player hadn't scored for us yet, did it? Yeah, because if um, someone had took it, if he'd have took it down and run, you'd worry he probably would have yeah, got tackled would have or you know. But there was no, yeah. and, and Foster was obviously caught out by it because um, you know not as much as he was for the previous goal, but he no. was he was equally as sort of surprised that it came in that early and he just couldn't get down quick enough, could he? No, he couldn't. He uh, first time finishes always look good as well, don't they? Mm. Um, and that was just. He just looked full of confidence and uh, let's fingers crossed he uh, goes on a bit of a run now because uh, we, we could do with that, couldn't we? Yeah, exactly. And it, it looked like, it, funny enough, I was I was out. Uh, I w- didn't watch it at home. I watched it on my phone and I was, um, I was walking and we were in the park and I literally screamed. People looked at me like I was actually <laughs> mental. And I just said... No, that's because you are. Yeah, nothing to do with the football. But he said, "Oh, what's the game?" And I said, "Well, it's Coventry, mate. Actually, I expected it to be like Arsenal or something." <laughs> I said, oh, "It's Coventry. We don't we don't go two one up against uh, Watford very often away from home." So um, yeah, the whole the whole park knew that Walker had slotted that one home. As but... long as you didn't say who when you said Coventry. Yeah, no, exactly, no. But unfortunately, very quickly, like we said, raining goals. Again, a set piece. Again, a free header. Who is it, Dean? Who is it, Dean? Who is it, fault, Dean, for the equaliser? Um, whoever sets us up for corners. Simple yeah. as that. It's the ball goes in between three blokes. You know, yeah. if they if they're allowed to move from that sort of position, then we head that ball away. But because they're just sort of, they've obviously been told like, they're like statues. Head, isn't it? Yeah, and it goes in between three players, um, and it's a free header. And let's just stop. Can we just stop the zonal marking? Yeah. Now, right, just Please. nip it in the bird. Let's get a hashtag going. We need to revolt. Yeah, let's yeah, get me get down. Let's get me down to. Let me get, get that, hundred thousand signatures. We can actually debate. We can get it debated in in, in government. Oh, right, I'm, <laughs> I'm start. I'm starting the petition right now. <laughs> hundred thousand, and and Boris will say, you know, um, after his his uh, his tier one, two, and three, he can um, roll out whether or not Robin should play zonal marking, but. As long as we don't put like different types of marking into different tiers. <laughs> yeah. Zonal's tier three. Man to man. Our defenders are uh, confused enough as it is, Dean. Yeah, I know. It, it, After the last deep. two games, I'm not sure there's enough tiers left. <laughs> no, yeah. There's a lot of tiers from the Sky Blue fans. There's, there's a few salty ones as well. Um, still, I, I, again, what, uh, I talk about the fans quite a lot. Just just stop with this whole Robin's out malarkey. It's absolutely just ridiculous. I, th- I think they're trolling at this point um, and I'm biting, obviously. So they, they, they win. Um, they win. Well done. But yeah. Robin's, Robin's won't, won't be sacked. No, no, of course. No, of course. Um, moving on to the unfortunate incident of the penalty late on again. No chance after that really to do anything about it. A proper sickener and a you know a real kick in the teeth. And again, I think you can look around the dressing room and there must be people just thinking, you know, how 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 has this happened again? You know, how have we we conceded a late penalty? And and O'Hare was a a bit unlucky, Andy. Oh, I don't know, Dave. You got your hands that high in the air. I know it's just short distance where it's come from, but I was watching. Um, the Leicester Wolf game earlier, and um, there was a penalty in that where it was drilled it's really close. Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah, and if you've got your hands now in a unusual position, especially as high as Callum O'Hare, he looked like he was going to ask a question at school. <laughs> um, you know, you know what's what's he doing? But really keen because he put two hands. Yeah, because he put two. Like definitely you know, it's, the it's, answer. It's meanness, meanness. Yeah, I know. It's Cal. Cal answer the question. But yeah, it's just. 
He just gives a def- like McFadden against Forrest. He's given the referee a decision to make, and he was always going to give it, wasn't he? Yeah, it's always a penalty. I just yeah. think that it's not completely unnatural, is it, Dean? No, but it's the whole talk about this season, isn't it? The the handball rule, not just in the, in the Premier League, the Championships, it's across all the divisions. Um, don't give don't give the referee a decision to make. There's no need to be jumping with your hands up in the air like he's on a roller coaster. There's no yeah. need for that. And, it, and it, is it natural? No, it's not natural to do scream that. Scream if you want to get relegated. Yeah, yeah. Scream if you want to get relegated. <laughs> Hold on tight. Um, yeah, it's, that's not an, the whole natural thing. It's, it's not a natural move to move your hands up there. So, you know, it's a definite stonewall penalty for me. Um, I don't know what he's doing, if I'm honest. It's just, uh, again, individual errors are, are costing us dearly. <laughs> um, naive. naive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Maybe a, a, a lack of a lack of experience in the team now is is coming to bite us. Do we need a Liam Kelly in there just to sort everybody out and point a few fingers and and shout and, and, and say a few things? Who yeah. would you that question about Liam Kelly? Who yeah. would you replace him with? Though? We discussed Chief, it last night. She's been absolutely outstanding, and so is Hamer. Yeah. So who who do you replace Kelly? Yeah, with? so you don't replace those. So if you take out O'Hare from the team, you lose your link then between your forward and exactly. your field. So it's 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 so. And if you bring Kelly in, you can't you can't go to up top. Well, you could actually, couldn't you? you? Could. you yeah, could. if you're giving but, potentially give Hamer the 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 to move forward, but yeah. that's not his natural game, is it? Yeah. He's the guy sitting there picking the passes, breaking up the play. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see the end of Kelly and McFadden soon. It's a, yeah. I mean, potentially, but I, I'd be I, very, I'd be very sad to see. I don't, I, I don't mean, I'd I be don't very mean... sad to see both. I think that experience is is needed, and it's, you know, you we can sit on the pod, can't we, as mm. week after week and slate individual errors and mistakes, mm. and like you say, ninety six minutes in, and and legs, regardless, are probably going to be tired when you've been chasing around twenty million players, you know, twenty million pound players all all for ninety minutes, and that's not an excuse. That's just you know a, a fact, really. Um, um, but I'd, yeah, I'd be massively. I think you'd lose a lot of experience, wouldn't you, by losing those? I two. think what I mean by that, I mean I don't think you'll see them if everyone's fit play much. I think they'll be around the dressing room and yeah. they've, got, they've got valuable experience, both yeah. of them, Kelly and McFadden, and they've been great for us. Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah. think if everyone's fit, I don't see them in the starting eleven. That's what I mean by that. Fair enough. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, and. Um, Man of the match then, Dean. Uh, quite a few contenders, actually. Giles, uh, McCallum probably had another good game. Um, obviously, Walker was a, was a great finish and he was a bit of a handful throughout. Biamu also had chances and, and played well. Sheaf, again, absolutely fantastic. So so a whole host of people it could have been, but who, who was your star man? I don't think there was any sort of bad performances, really, from the no. team. Um, as just a, a few sort of things let us down, but uh, I'm going to go. It's, it's a toss up for me between Hamer and Sheaf. And I think I'm just going to go slightly with Hamer for the absolutely outrageous header. And because he wasn't in the game against Forrest, he looked back to his best a little bit on, uh, better on, uh, on on Saturday. So I'm going to go for Gus Hamer. Yeah, of course. And he looked a lot more disciplined as well uh, than he has in, in previous fixtures. Um, but it's, I still wince every time he, <laughs> he sort of goes anywhere near an opposing player. Andy, any anything different? Um, no, I'm going to go for Hamer. Um, and sh- obviously, Sheep was really good as well. He was very impressive again. Um, and he's becoming... A vital player in our team now, Chief. Yeah, um, he's got to be one of the first on the team sheet, isn't he? Absolutely, the way he's playing. But I would have given just because if you score a header from twenty-five yards, you've got to be one of the match, surely. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. But I, I, a special mention for Chief because mm. I think that he, what I think he was struggling with before was that his his position in play wasn't always the greatest. Um, he didn't yeah. seem to be. I don't know if he was too far forward, but he seemed to be players were getting in behind him and he didn't seem to be marking his man. And I think touches and stuff were bouncing off him and he placed quite, you know, played quite a lot of misplaced passes, but it, he's it, it, definitely found his feet now, hasn't he? And he, you can see that the, the talent is there and you can see of an Arsenal academy. Definitely. Yeah, I think he was um, a bit off it, to be honest, because he was rusty, wasn't he? He hasn't played... Because uh, obviously you played for Doncaster, didn't you? Yeah, I was about to say he's playing a really defensive Doncaster team last year. Who yeah, but, completely different to how mm, we play. 
and also their season well like our season was curtailed wasn't it so you know he, he's been a bit rusty and then we signed yeah. him late as well didn't we so I just think that had more to do with it than his he, him being a you know not particularly good player I just think he was just rusty and getting up to speed he's so, a little but, bit more ball playing as well hasn't he oh, he's, a, he's fantastic he's locker player. Yeah, he's got that in his locker, yeah. And like it's great to, to see the Boo Boys being quiet now because Yeah. You know, he was dubbed a completely uh, defensive player as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he he's he's got more than that in his lock in his locker. He's a very, very technically astute mm. footballer. I mean yeah. Arsene Wenger was raving about him as one of the next Wonder Kids. So, yeah. you know, I'm gonna trust Arsene Wenger's um judgment over somebody on Facebook, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, and I think to be keeping a player of Liam Kelly out of the team just shows how good he has been, doesn't it, I think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. We won't preview the fixtures um, after the international break because it's looking ahead quite far, to be honest, and anything can happen. There's a few players to come back into the side, notably Shipley, um, and as you mentioned earlier on, Godden would also be possibly in contention, although I think he would probably struggle to start straight straight back in the squad after the people that have stepped in to fill his shoes. But Dean, with those games in mind, with Mark Robbins having what he, he will have, we expect to have available, would, what changes would you be making and, and what would you be liking to see from the Sky Blues in terms of anything different from you know, the last two fixtures that we've played, you know, bar giving away penalties in the sort of last 10 minutes? Well, I think the team he put out on Saturday was, was really good. I thought they did really well. I think it's going to come down now to, you know, can we cut out these individual errors? Because that's what's costing us, really. Um, you know, it's every single game, but there's an individual who makes an error. And it's our we've downfall. We've been more than in the games, haven't we? One hundred percent. We have not logged out of place. Other than I would say, okay, the Blackburn game. Yeah. We're not even going to count that because no. we were down to ten men. It was it was always going to be difficult exactly. uh, for that long period. The Brentford game, we're we're not against a side worth about eighty million pound. Um, Bristol, we held our own. We were the better side for the majority of that game. Uh, what other game? QPR was a funny one, but we yeah. had that. We showed that determination, and, and I think, like we mentioned a lot on the live and the pod it, after that game, the tempo was much better. We were much. We we didn't look like not a side that rolled over, but we we've seemed a little bit. I think we've looked a bit scared almost to perform at times uh, in the earlier games, but we definitely don't look that now, do we, Andy? No, no, we don't, and um, that's the one. Well, the main positive about this season so far is that. I think apart from Brentford and Bournemouth second half that we haven't been outplayed by anybody. And obviously Blackburn was a problem because we got the man sent off, but we've always been in the game. We're we're making chances now since uh, Biamu's come in and we're playing two up top. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, We are competing at this level. We're not getting outplayed by people. We are starting to score goals now, which is great. So that's the positive we've got to cling on to. The only slight, well, big negative is that we're conceding too many goals. So what we need to do in this international break is work on that, improve that, and we'll be fine. We will stay in this division. If we don't, then we'll get relegated. But if we can just, if we, if we can tighten up the defence, Dave, we will be perfectly fine in this division. With what we expect to come back, what Mm. could, who could you see being the, in, you know, in contention for the Birmingham game? Um, I don't think Dabo is going to be fit, so I'd play the same defence as what what it has been. So Um, McFadden would still sit, sit on the bench? Yeah, because yeah. I thought our defence against Reading was, was good. Um, but obviously they need to work on that. And um, if they don't work on it and they don't show more commitment, especially marking from set pieces, etc., then McFadden will come back in. So I'd give them one more go against Birmingham. Um, and what I would do is I'd bring, if Shipley's available, I'd bring Shipley back into the midfield because I like the balance we have with Shipley on the left, Hamer on the right, and then Sheaf in the middle. So O'Hare uh, would drop out. Yeah. And yeah. then I'd play the two up front of... I don't think Godden's going to be fit. No. And I'd play Walker. He'd be on the bench, won't he? Yeah, Walker and Biama. That's my Fair. team. Dean, <laughs> what would you be doing? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much echo those sentiments, to be honest. I just feel feel like we're coming into a very season-defining period now. You know, Definitely. We've got the likes of Birmingham, Cardiff, Derby, Rotherham, Luton, mm. Wickham, 
Huddersfield Wednesday. These are the teams we're going to be battling against at the bottom of this of this division. No question about it. You know, if we can p- come out of December, you know, with our heads heads held high and a boatload of points, then there's no doubt about it. We'll stay in the division. Um, just we've got we've got we are better than three of those sides. No doubt, no doubt in my mind. But we just need to show that now, rather than it being on paper. Um, yeah. Squad wise, it's it's yeah. I mean, O'Hare is a very good impact sort of subs to have. But then I also question whether Robbins makes his subs at the right times as well. So that's in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, and I think O'Hare has got that X factor, hasn't he? He's the one that's going to change a game at the at the drop of a hat. So it's, it'll be tough to to sort of drop him out of the side. Um, I I personally I I just feel like we're a better side with Liam Kelly in it. But then we have the question mark and who? Well, how the hell do we get Liam Kelly into the team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, and then if we do have Kelly out for O'Hare, how do we link up the play? Um, it relies a lot on Biamu to if he's still in the side at this point. Mm-hmm. It relies a lot on him to for that sort of link and hold up play, and then either Godden or Walker uh, to to play off him. And who's to say he won't want to play God and Walker at the, at the same time? And, yeah. if, and if he does, then you you don't have that out ball really up the top end of the pitch from from back to front. So you, then you'd need someone like O'Hare then to to have that link between between the, the attacks and and defence. So he's, there's a lot of questions. What Mark Robbins has got um, has got to figure out. But this international break now is coming at the perfect time for us to do that. Um, we just got to keep everybody. Upbeat, determined, mm. fit, healthy, um, and let's see, let's see where we go because and almost end- just stay away from people. This COVID's costing us a nightmare. It's like you know, it's unheard of, isn't it? Really, in, in the other season, you'd lose people to to you know, obviously things like this, and it's we've been so unlucky with that. You had Walker, didn't you? That couldn't was it Walker, and mm, then. And then now, obviously, Shipley, now, Shipley yeah. as well. It's just, it's a lot. You know, I, I'm, I've not been paying much attention to other teams, but it's a, it's a lot of people, isn't it, to have these these um, worries. And then, they, they, you know, they're, they're seemingly fit, but can't because of, of come into contact. Mm. It doesn't seem to be happening to a lot of teams in the Championship, if I'm honest. A lot of lower league teams, um, it seems to be happening too. So, you know, it just goes to show our luck again, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and before somebody's we... obviously got a, a pin cushion with Mark Robbins and they're just, you know, jabbing him in the eye with, with pins. Um, it's Steve Evans, if, if anyone. Um, yeah, but, yeah, potentially. <laughs> um, if it is a voodoo doll that you've got, yeah. So, but before we go, last point I want to make is we talked about players that have got the X Factor. Um, there's a player that's been on the bench a couple of times now, and that is Will Papaga. Andy, it, do you think it's time that at some point we'll get to see him? Hope so. Unleash um, Papaga. Yeah, he's um, a fearless individual, um, good dribbler. So yeah, definitely. Um, why not throw him? I definitely like to see him thrown on when tired legs are happening. Seventy. Well, no, no, that's Mark Robbins' sub. Sorry, 60, <laughs> 60 minutes yeah, to go. Sixty-five. Give him, yeah, give him, so. give him, give him half an hour. And no, but I'd like to see him and see how he copes at this level. Definitely, Dave. Yeah, he's an exciting prospect. Same for you, Dean. Yeah, I mean, there's all, always one that sort of comes out of the woodwork, isn't there? In yeah. in Coventry City team, um, maybe Papago is the guy, but he needs to be given that opportunity. Um, and I, 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 he's just got that raw head down. No, doesn't care attitude. That mm. might might be the difference from from us for staying up. Basically, um, yeah. you know, he might come off the bench and and do do, do some wonderful stuff for us. So we we just we he needs to be given a chance. That's the thing. And whether Robbins is going to do that in the championship, I'm I'm not too sure. Exactly. Well, that is all that we've got time for this evening. Thanks as usual, chaps, for your contribution. Pleasure, Dave, mate. Cheers, thank you. Enjoy the break. Listeners, do check out our partners, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. And as always, if you want to join in with a conversation, you just need to use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. The 
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.